drink beer. Think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. In beer, there is freedom. In wine, there is health. In cognac, there is power. And in water, there is bacteria. Oh. That from the famous beer scholar, Anonymous. <laughs> He's pretty popular, actually. He is pretty, that, that Anon, man, he is legendary in history. That SOB has a lot of quotes. He's coming up with so many things left and right. Yeah, I would it, agree. It's amazing we don't have a, a statue to Anon Imus. I'd like to see what he looks like. Yeah, I would too, but <laughs> he wears the, one of those V for Vendetta masks. Yeah, true. The only thing we have, the closest thing we have to that is the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. That is a good point. He's the anonymous soldier. But that's not as good. That, no, we need a... We he's need a, not the one who quotes. We need a, a statue with a constant bonfire in front of a, just a blank-faced statue. He's the one who unfortunately died and we don't know about. That's true. We want the positive side. Yeah. We want the guy who quotes everything. We want a statue to Anon. Yeah, Anon exactly. Emus. Right. Welcome to Rue Bloods. Uh, my name is Mark. I'm joined by the dirtiest of Dustins, my fellow beer drinker, my brewing companion... Well, a couple of times, yeah. A couple of times. One couple. time successfully. Uh, a couple we've done, times I think failed. We've done a three times total, but we're still companions mm-hmm. in brewing. Two failed, one successful. Maybe someday we'll try it again. Yeah. I think we found, though, with the amount of beer we make, we don't drink beer fast enough. That is true. To, to justify brewing that often. And I feel like I drink a decent amount of beer. I do, I, I still I do don't too. drink enough of it. I still don't drink enough to, to keep up with that. I mean, no. I, because I don't want to drink just that beer. Right. That summer ale, I think we had still like 48 <laughs> bottles left that had to go in the trash. because we, we tried to throw parties just to get rid of the beer. Yeah, and people wouldn't no, drink it there Nobody either. would take the beer. For once, we're like, here, have, ha, don't ha, bring your own. Here's well, some beer yes. for you. This is still a, didn't take it. Yeah. yeah. It, it was really unfortunate. We had American caps on those bottles and everything. We did. We were representing America. Yeah. It was, we were very proud to be Americans. And I was very sad to see people not drinking it. It was so sad. So sad. Yep. But that was then. This is now. Right. We are here to talk today about... We're going to revisit... Way back in the day, we did Shiner. We did the, uh, the was, one of their anniversary beers. There's another anniversary beer. This uh, is another anniversary this beer? Is. I this did is. I did not know that. Anniversary 108. And we did 106, I think. I which believe it was, was 106. the yeah. chocolate stout that they did. It was a chocolate stout. Which the descriptor at the time was tastes like uh, back, of the sh- back of the Walmart shelf frosting. Yeah, that is true. And so we'll see what uh, the, old, it did. the old coffee ale has in store for us this time. Uh, I've not had it yet. Can't say I'm looking that much for it too because i'm not a shiner yeah. consumer outside of the i enjoy the christmas beer i enjoy the ruby redbird the shiner cheer is very good the yeah the shiner cheer and the regular shiner i'll have at a concert here and there but sure. other than that i'm not i'm not a shiner p1 if a uh, regular shiner is the only option outside of the regular you know millers and cores and things like that then sure yeah i'll bust out a shiner bach every now and again i enjoy shiner bach uh, i do feel like shiner bach is the Papst of the current generation. Um, I feel like it's kind of hipster. It's showing up in a lot of it is uh, TV shows and movies as the beer someone grabs to be cool to bring yeah. over to the house. It's all oh, Shiner Bach. I, I remember when Shiner hit New York and in the Brooklyn area when our friend Thomas the Tank's brother, Patrick, who was living in New York at the time, uh, he was living in Manhattan or maybe he was living in Brooklyn or Colonial Wilmsburg or one of those hipster yeah, somewhere. places. Yeah, as this tree continues to rain down pollen upon our <laughs> beers over here. Uh, it is Pollen Fest 2017 around here. I can remember he was so excited when Gambrinus made their way to, to New York. Oh, yeah. They were over the moon to get Shiner. It's like... Okay, so to speak, you if you will. Sh- you guys should know what you're missing. Right. I mean, Shiner, Shiner is a fine Bach. Right. It's a fine standby Bach. And I'm not turning on it because it's become hipster. That's no. not our thing. You've heard us talk about Goose yeah. Island. You've heard us talk about yeah. Breckenridge. No, it's just that Shiner is it's, ubiquitous. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter if it's big. It's just the fact that... I think... Yeah. I just don't think they're that exciting i mean they're you know they're not 
they don't have some legendary beers out there, so I don't know. Whatever. The box a little different. It's it a little, little different bit. than your mainstays. It's it not, is. It's better than a generic lager, at least, it is. you know, and that kind of thing. So. I guess we should have talked about this later when we're actually talking about Shiner, but, yes. but that's fine. But yeah. But anyway, that's a preview for when we <laughs> review Shiner. preview for the next segment. <laughs> but first, we should talk about, there's an article I found on hopculture.com. That is your homepage. And the article is entitled, Are Tap Rooms the New Dive Bars? The subtitle says, As the Dive Bar Goes Extinct, the Brewery Tap Room Thrives. Uh, the whole article posits that, especially in the bigger cities, in which we are in one, that rent prices are climbing so quickly that it is swamping out the dive bar. And as a result, tap rooms and growler shops are on the rise, and they're becoming the new social scene, as Time wrote apparently last year, uh, about these new young hipster urbanites. The new locals prefer craft cocktails, IPAs, smoothies, and lattes instead. <laughs> so they said from L.A. to San Francisco and all the way to New York, from Miami, Chicago to Boston, dive bars are dying, leaving the wake at trendy facsimiles. You've been building, everywhere, man. $10 craft beers, craft beers, or more often than not, upscale condo buildings catering to a population that had never been to that address. Now, we are seeing that definitely in Dallas. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, they are building condos and apartment buildings left and right. They're building a lot of those, and I would say a lot of the craft brewers. Um, I would say the latest one that I recall is Petacolas doing it, but almost everyone's starting to bust out their own uh, tap room. Yeah. So people can come there. Like A lot of them are like Thursday through Sunday and that kind of stuff. Some of them are expanding a little bit more. But, uh, you know, like Community, I think, is every day, and uh, some of the bigger ones are... It used to be just tours on Saturday around here. Oh, most everybody was just tours on Saturday. Um, But, yeah, almost everybody now... At least in in city in Dallas city proper, I don't know yeah. if that's so much in the suburbs. Uh, I don't think most of those have tap rooms. It may be a couple yeah. of them. And sorry if you guys do. Let me know if I'm wrong. <laughs> but uh, I think mostly it's in the main in the main part of town. But uh, almost everyone's starting to have a tap room. And uh, Oak Island's right around us. Lakewood yeah. has a big one now that they revamped. Um, and then I like think Community and Petacolas, just to name a few. And Deep Ellum's had one for a while. Yeah, and Rars had one for a long time. True. Um, I think I think it's a stretch to say it's hyperbole to say that they're becoming new dive bars because a at I don't think, well, yes, craft beer is a social scene because we've seen, as we saw a collective that one day, all the yoga up ladies at collective, mm-hmm. there's plenty of play tops is doing that. Oh, you saw them for sure. Oh yeah. I saw them real hard. <laughs> I mean, it is definitely a social scene, but to say that it's replacing the dive bore bore, yeah. <laughs> Got a lot. Of, I got hardcore on my mind. Uh, the dive bar or bars in general, I think, is uh, misleading. It's a misnomer. It's a hyper- hyperbolic title because well, I think the price points are too different too. I agree. Because um, if you're okay with going to a dive bar, you're okay with having three dollar wills and two dollar drafts. Yeah. You're probably you're fine with the big, you know, twenty ounce of Miller Light or having a fire, a couple fireballs or something. I mean, you're not. You're not looking for the quality that that is going to be at a tap room. Plus, right. the price point at a tap room is going to be much higher than a dive bar. Yeah, and I would just say in general, it's not replacing the bar. Maybe the dive. I mean, around here we've even seen dive bars continue to open. Sure. Uh, here in East Dallas, we had Bombonas opened. Yeah. We had the one that that the one across from Bobo China that was constantly a new place over and over again. <laughs> that is now a dive bar and seems to be doing Ali all right. Alibaba's or something. Oh, like something like that. Alibaba's. Yeah. yeah. Seems to be doing pretty good. The it's goats always, over here. It's always I mean, yeah. The goat. That's uh, a classic one. Uh, Lone Star. Lone Star uh, over there by Lowe's and all that. Well, I mean, they, you know, what's the only really local in, on you in Richardson all the time? That was the diviest of dive bars. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of that place. Uh, you guys either. are more into that. That was that was more of your scene than mine. Maybe, back when you were single. I mean, I don't think. I mean, we don't. 
we haven't traveled that much to other cities, but I don't think but, we're alone in saying that dive bars are still holding on. But even like Wizards is kind of divey. Wizards. Don't know. Oh yeah, well, that's another one. Wizards. Yeah. There's something about that feeling of dive. That scuzzy. You might get AIDS. <laughs> Uh, at least some Hep C, some crabs type feeling when you walk into these places. Smoky, yeah. boozy. Uh, everybody's throwing back fireball shots. I mean, what Dallasite doesn't know about ships? I yeah, mean, just ships, for example, that's another I mean, one, there's yeah. plenty of there's plenty of dive bars still in existence mm-hmm. and still thriving. Now, maybe some of them are dying. Yeah, I mean, we saw ships had to go undergo a change of ownership. Sure. Uh, I think they could have done things a long time ago to probably alleviate some of their financial stresses because they were they were a cash only bar, right? They only serve beer and wine, and they could have helped that out by maybe taking credit cards. Yeah, maybe expanding to liquor, having some liquor. Yeah, uh, they. I know it's of, a different license, but still. Yeah, I know, but they kind of brought that on, on themselves along, especially as, as that area on Greenville was starting to get bigger and bigger and right. more more hipstery. Like you need to adapt to survive in that area. Yeah, because there agree. are so many other bars out there. You're gonna you're gonna have to change to survive. Sure, but nothing will ever replace the scuzzy comfort of a dive bar. Plus, I mean, we've been to plenty of tap rooms in the area. Yeah. Um, I don't know, a dozen of them probably. Yeah. And the vibe at a tap room versus the vibe at a dive bar it's are very so different. different. Very different. I mean, that's not it's not the same thing at all. Uh, I always think of a dive bar as being kind of smoky and yeah. scuzzy, like you yeah. said. And you might get hep C just by walking yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you might have infection. Most yeah. tap rooms are pretty clean and pretty nice. Yeah, it's a very, you're right, it's a very different culture. Like, yeah. dive bars around here, at least, you're going for your, a lot of times, lower middle class sure. clientele. And people, like I said, a lot of them still have, allow smoke. Yeah. Uh, you know, smoking if they can. And the tap rooms around here <clears> tend to be largely white and upper middle class to to beyond uh, upper a lot of bearded uh, hipsters like us yeah there, you know? it's very much it's a very very different feel i i don't see that at all just like to say that i mean it's almost i don't want to say it's as absurd as to say taproom's replacing dot club yeah. but i think they each have their place and i think there will always be dive bars and i think the i mean taprooms are just a i think dive address. bars taprooms and clubs are all, will all exist i think they'll all thrive it's just a very different culture it's i mean taprooms are are generally pretty quiet com- by compared to some other bars, dive bars, I mean, you know, it's not like dive bars around here. A lot of them have really, really, really terrible karaoke and, sure. you know, jukeboxes and, uh, you know, just people getting just just absolutely right. slam hammered. Oh, yeah. Whereas tap rooms. On people, cheap liquor. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. tend to be more responsible, well-behaved, just, you know, in our casual observation. I, I would think, if anything is more threatened, it is the generic standard pub. Than a than a dive bar or a club because That's probably true. I feel like a pub is much more like a tap room. Um, it's a little more ruckus, maybe. It, they have more food. They have yeah. that kind of. And so I mean, you go for dinner and a beer to a pub. You're not going to get that at a tap room. But still, I think that you go to a pub for more of a craft beer experience. So yeah, I think you're right that maybe the pubs are maybe a little more threatened. But even then, I think they're still doing pretty well. Like we saw, I think the, they're doing fine. The place we went and saw, or we went for the Breck Trek for Breckenridge. That place was doing really well. It was downtown. It was hopping with a bunch of young urbanites. Trinity's still doing fine. Trinity's still Trinity doing Hall, fine. You know, I mean, I don't know any pub you could. I mean, uh, the Ginger Man, the Common Table, they're all doing really well. Really Although well. the Ginger Man down here shut down, but um, oh yeah, the one over here. <clears throat> but yes, I, I think in general. <laughs> that pub is still doing perfectly fine. Sorry, we just got showered by a large <laughs> swath of pollen from his roof. <laughs> this is why. Oh, now it's in my beer. Great. <laughs> now I'm going to get allergy mouth. Well, 
That's the disadvantage. It's nice to be outside, but the disadvantage is yes. that plants do exist. So. Yeah, it is. We really should just <laughs> raise everything to the ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, well, it's not the plant cast, not this time anyways. <laughs> so after this, we're going to talk to Dallas City Manager AC Gonzalez, because this is the city planning cast. And yeah. after that, yeah. we're going to talk about Shiner and their cold brew coffee ale. So Dustin, do you enjoy wearing clothes? I mean, I, I know you're. I know you're mostly a nudist. Mostly, yes. But you're you're a pants only nudist. You wear no pants at any time. That's true. You're sort of like a the word of the half man, half goat, except you're just always nude below. Uh, I don't know what that is. You're like the opposite of never nude. You're an always nude. <laughs> That's true. But you do enjoy wearing shirts. Yeah, well, I enjoy a, wearing shirts as well. I'm a waist below, uh, always nude. Yes, I'm but, never nude above the waist. But uh, up top, you're always graphic t-shirt guy. Right, exactly. So what's what we like to call you off the show is graphic t-shirt guy. That's my official Twitter handle. It is, and we don't talk about it very often. In fact, I don't think we've talked about it probably 40 or 50 episodes, but yeah. we do have shirts for Brew Bloods, and uh, there are no markup. There are no... <laughs> There is no markup on these shirts. Uh, we, there are no and there is no. There are no and there is no. We have uh, no markup on these shirts. They are being sold at cost. Just go to brewbloods.net slash shirts, and you can find a link to all those. We have our signature Brewbloods logo tee, and we have our come and drink it based on the Battle of Gonzales flag, yeah. which is a maybe not that famous outside of Texas, but it's pretty famous inside Texas. That's my preference. That one's better. Uh, we do have... No, they're both good. They're both good. <laughs> our logo's good. We have uh, both men's and ladies' tees. Uh, ladies only get the color t-shirts. Men, if you would like other, uh, another color other than black, I can certainly get that together for you. Just email Mark us. Mark will custom make it for you. I, I will hand-stitch that <laughs> just for you. But no, if you do want... Uh, men, if you do like these t-shirts and you do want something in another color, let me know. Just email us, brewbloodshow at gmail.com, and I'll set that up. Or hit for up now, the Mark on Twitter. Uh, you can get a nice red tank top, though, with a oh, brewblood nice. on it. If you're, into the t- if you're into the tank situation. I'm going to get one of those today. Just go to uh, brewbloods.net slash shirts, or just go to brewbloods.net and click on the shirts link. Again, they are actually comfortable, and they are actually decent quality. They are. I've washed mine several times. For several different events, and they did it's not still fall dark apart. black. They, so they, yes, doesn't fade, doesn't fall apart, and they are made by the fa- the uh, finest of uh, Chinese children. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> whoever makes it does a good job. <laughs> That's all I'll say. So today we're talking about Shiner. An old friend, someone we talked to, as we mentioned earlier, we talked about their uh, birthday 106. This is the birthday 108, I think you said. This is the 108. And, uh, you know, we normally do this show from the four top, but since we've done a Shiner before, we decided to move to the two top. Man, you're really just opening, new shiner. A, you're opening that kimono, although, like, you know, you're always nude down below, so there's not much to reveal. But now you're just revealing the man nipples. That is true. You're many, many expansive man nipples. Yeah, that is true. Uh, you know, I feel like I let the listener know we've been hanging out on the deck. We're doing the deck cast, basically. We have ever since we lost our official uh, Brewbloods recording equipment. For some reason, we've been booted out of Mark's house completely, yeah. and we always have to come to my backyard. Your expansive, expansive. We're not acres. even allowed to. We're not even allowed to podcast inside of my house either. No. We have to go back to my backyard. Yeah, we're uh, we've been pushed out to the North Forty. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know if I offended your wife or something, but I'm not allowed in the house no, anymore. You're not. You're into not. the studio, so now we have to go outside only. She, she always when you show up at the door, she always just tasers you. Yeah, I, right, right in the gonads. I was kind of tired of that. Yeah, so I decided let's not go. Let's not do that anymore. Let's go over to the deck at my house so instead. Here we are suffering through pollen cast. Yeah, and so I have 
Wait for the brag. Two tables on the deck. <laughs> Ooh. So we move from a four top to a two top now. Look at the fancy man over here. Yeah, the two top is a nice high top, you know. It is a nice high top. It can display uh, Mark's bacon cheddar biscuit mix. It's not mine. That, that would be Duff Kagan, sir. He's our mascot. Who should be an official sponsor of the podcast. Which we never did talk about that on way back in the uh, the uh, Bacon Classic show, the yeah. Beer and Bacon Classic, that one of the handouts, one of the door prizes, was all the boxes of Duff Kagan's beer biscuits beer biscuits, and, and bacon, bacon and cheddar cheese. premium biscuit mix. Yes, the biscuit mix you can handle. He doesn't seem quite as cool as Duff Man. No, no. Nobody's as cool as <laughs> Duff Man. But he, does have, he is Duff Kagan. But uh, he is a Duff guy that makes biscuits. Yes. The Ace of Cakes or something like that. I don't know. He's one, of sure. those, he's one of those cake guys. He's got a soul patch. He does, and that's just disturbing. Um, unless he decides to sponsor the show, then we like Duff Kagan. Oh, we love Duff Kagan. Yeah, yes. This absolutely. will become the Duff Kagan. And we, and we love his biscuit. The Duff Kagan cast. Yes. But only if he gets rid of the soul patch. Absolutely. But that's enough about Duff Kagan and his beer biscuit mix. Yeah. I guess you could probably find those online if you'd like. Probably. But we're not here to promote that. <laughs> or are we? Maybe we've been paid under the table. Maybe we've been paid under the two-top. <laughs> we were paid under the four-top. <laughs> we and we moved to the two-top. Yeah, we had to move the two-top. So they're they still... split the payment in half, too. Yes. It sucks. And they're not paying in cash. They're just paying in <laughs> lower genital rubbings. They're paying in biscuit boxes. Yeah. That's all they do. If that's, you they, get more bacon cheddar If biscuits. that's the euphemism you want to use is yeah. the old biscuit box... <laughs> All right, they're paying that is, biscuit that is, Yeah, that's a classic usage. <laughs> classic usage. Classic sexual innuendo. She, she gave me the old biscuit box, see? <laughs> right, exactly. So, Shiner birthday beers. How many birthday beers have you had, Mark? Do you know? You talking about my birthday? Uh. Not for your birthday, uh. but I'm saying for Shiner's birthday. How many Shiner birthday beers have you had? Shiner birthday? I don't know, because I don't know all of them. Uh, I don't know all of them either. But so, I, I can tell you this. I've had one. That was the chocolate stout. <laughs> I don't know, but I can't tell you which other ones were the birthday beers. So this might at least be your second birthday beer that you've had. Uh, this will be at least the second. Okay. Um, yeah, like you said before, um, we kind of did a pre-tease. Pre. And um, we weren't too impressed with their first no. their, their first Shiner birthday beer that we had on the show. Yeah. Uh, it seemed a little low quality. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed kind of old kind of old chocolate dust musty dusty um you know probably some government chocolate i don't think like that i don't think ace of cakes duff kagan will be too proud of that chocolate no he, he would not use uh i don't i don't think he would use government chocolate his soul patch would be enraged by that oh yeah absolutely it would, it would flame up for sure yeah. it was literally like the chocolate that they must have given world war ii soldiers it was probably made from the chocolate it was probably still that, that the one. leftover chocolate that they gave to world war ii soldiers now the one we soldiers. apparently missed in the in between was the uh Birthday Beer 107, which was a Hoppy Pilsner. Oh, I remember when that came out. I didn't. I never had it because it just sounded disgusting. I did disgusting. not either. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Pilsners are okay. I'm just. They're one of my least favorite categories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're okay. I, I, I would agree. Okay is about as far as I can go on yeah. that. Um, Shiner in general. Uh, we we kind of discussed that before. Uh, we'll get the Bach whenever uh, that's something that is the best option available. Uh, but other than that, we probably don't reach for the Bach too often. It's not going to be a common. No. Not going to be a common go-to. I mean, back in the day, it was a mainstay. Back yeah, before the, crab, the craft beer revolution in Texas, it was definitely a mainstay. And the crab house. beer revolution. <laughs> well, we had crab. No, there was lobster beer we had. Yeah, the chalk lobster. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we need to have chalk crabs next. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any, any sea urchin, though, please just put chocolate on it and blend it into a beer. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, it definitely used to be a mainstay. I, I, I still enjoy it at a concert now and again. I think it's a perfectly fine Bach. Uh, Bach is definitely not one of those categories, at least here in Texas, that we see a lot of uh, experimentation on. You don't see a lot of the breweries making Bach. You might see them somewhat around Oktoberfest time. Right. But generally, they're making an Oktoberfest beer. True. Not, not necessarily a Bach. But there's not a lot of breweries making Bach. That is not. Uh, that is true. And that's probably part of what 
kind of sells this thing because yeah. there's not a lot of box out there. Yeah. Now, my problem with Shiner in general, and I try not to be negative, but I have to be a little bit negative because um, much like 903 uh, and my critique of them, which, by the way, if anyone missed the Beer and Bacon Classic episode, I did say I found a beer of theirs that's pretty good. The yeah. milk and honey is pretty solid. I'll give them that. A lot of times, though, I feel like 903 and Shiner suffer from a similar fate of... Their ingredients just seem a little bit cheap. There's something about it where it doesn't seem... At least it comes across that way. Yeah, it, it doesn't come across as as quality as other breweries, and I, I don't know. Maybe that's just my palate, but when they do their flavorings, they, you know, like the... It was like the mint chocolate chip on 903, Shiner, uh, any of their... I know you like the ruby red, or... Yeah, ruby red, right? Or yeah. It, that, that one's not bad. And, and the cheer. Yeah. The cheer's, the cheer's pretty good, and the Bach... The Bach has decent quality, but that's also their number one made beer. I would say, actually, the Shiner Chair is one of the better Christmas beers going. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, too. But just in, uh, excuse me, it's Ruby Redbird, yeah. uh, the one you're talking about. But a lot of them, they just feel kind of cheap, or they just yeah. taste kind of cheap. And it feel, they feel, I keep saying feel, I guess feel would apply to this, kind of watery. Like, they're not, yeah. it just they're doesn't all, seem to be much to it. Well, they, I would say one thing about Shiner in general is that all their beers seem to have roughly the same consistency. You don't see a lot of, yeah. Yeah, there's no heavy beers from them. Like the chocolate stout was yeah. pretty pretty thin, thin and watery. You know? they, they all seem to have the exact same mouthfeel to them. And yeah. that is, they seem to be doing a lot of experimentation, which I applaud them on, for especially for a brewery of, of their history and their size and their distribution. Right. And given the fact that they come from the old beer world, I applaud them for trying new things. Sure, absolutely. for trying to, to for trying to be crafty, I applaud them for that. But they don't have a lot. There's something that's just not working for Shiner in general. Yeah, I would agree on that front. On mo- in most cases, the cheer and Ruby Redbird side, I think in most times it's not working for them because they, I think they it's also really based on cactus. I can't remember what that is, but oh yeah, that one was good too. That one comes out. That's yeah, not that was bad good. either. Uh, but it's not. You don't see it very often. But yeah, yeah, all the beers tend to have the same mouthfeel. Prickly pear. Prickly it. pear. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing that really blows your skirt up, blows your socks off, blows your shirt up. Blows anything. Blows anything anywhere in any direction. Yeah. Uh, In general, except for the cheer. I think the cheer, like I said, is a standout. But I think they suffer from, and this is going to sound terrible to say this, they suffer from consistency, if that makes sense. They're not being wild and crazy enough. (laughs) And this will also sound very uh, craft beer podcast arrogant, but I think they suffer from big beerness too because they've had – They've had that Shiner Bach for a long time. It's been successful. It's getting hipster. Yeah. A lot of people like it. Um, they Their sales are way up. They're part of a big corporation. Um, they probably, like you said, they do tend to innovate a little bit, but at the same time, they don't really have to change much. They just change a, you know some flavorings here and there. Yeah. But they seem to kind of brew in the same process based on the consistency of the final product. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's they, they're suffering from consistency when they could really – afford to get out there if they really wanted to yeah make a name for themselves as a craft brewer in spirits yeah even though they're big beer with gambrinus uh they could really try to innovate a little bit i will sure. say at least with goose island they are while they are part of inbev definitely big sure. beer now part of big beer they at least continue to try to innovate well i mean goose island's a good example of kind of what i would think shiner could do i mean yeah you have your shiner bach can be your goose island ipa um, or your, you know, 312 or whatever you have out there that's always out there in common. Yeah. But Shiner could do something like the Bourbon County line. And Why have couldn't? S- have something specific that's They've got custom. So, and yeah. I mean, they are rolling in money. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, why not try to improve your image? I mean, they already have a very positive image anyways. Why not try to improve on it? Yeah, and I'm not here to bag on Shiner and say they're, no, they're, I, they're terrible, but I'm just I'm saying. I'm not either. I, like you, 
I used to be the guy when I first got into craft beer. I would go buy the Shiner Variety Pack at the store, yeah. and I was like, "This is pretty cool. This is a nice, cool variety pack of craft beers." And now I would never do that ever. Yeah, you know, it's just that's how it's evolved. I know there was a lot less craft beer, uh, you know, breweries around here at the time and that kind of thing. But still, I, you know, I I thought Shiner was perfectly fine and suitable, and I liked it and thought yeah. it was pretty diverse. But now it's like, nah, you know, not so much. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing I really reach for uh, outside of once a year around Christmas. Around the time, I'll grab a few chairs here or there. Yep, I get but, a couple of bombers of that, and I'm pretty much set, yeah. for, set for Shiner in general. Yeah. To go through their other beers real quick, Shiner Bach is obviously their number one beer. They have almost 2,000 ratings. Oddly enough, people rate it only a 13 uh, on rate beer, which seems a little low. Then again, we don't have a lot of experience with Bachs in the area. That's true. Since not a lot of people are making them. so Yeah, that's very true. But still, though, I, I mean, I feel like 13 is almost terrible. You can't drink it. Yeah. Uh, Shiner Bach, that's unfair to that. I think I agree. I think it's low. Um, another one of their birthday beers, Shiner 97, was a Bohemian back, uh, Black Lager. Uh, gets only a 36. Their Hefeweizen only only gets a 20. Uh, their Shiner Blonde gets an 8, which, if you like blondes, I think it's perfectly fine. That <laughs> I guess. Really, if you but, want to compare that to, like, a Dallas Blonde or something, uh, I don't know that it's that much worse, yeah. uh, if not if not pretty similar. Um, the Shiner Cheer we just talked about only gets a 43. I think that's absurd. Uh, which I think is really low. Um, their Oktoberfest, 25, that's probably about right. Their Oktoberfest is not too great. Uh, Redbird, only a 16. I know that's one of yours that you like. Mm. Um, the Co- Cosmos uh, Reserve only gets a 12. I think that's low for that beer, too. Yeah, I know it's a premium lager, but at the same time, it's one of the best lagers I've ever had. Out of the variety pack back in the day, that was actually one of the standouts. Yeah, which... Again, we're not lager fans. Which I think is saying a lot from us. Yeah. We don't like lagers, but yeah. to say that that was actually pretty good, uh, I think that says a lot. Now, um, one of the Shiners that I have gotten on occasion because it's my favorite style of the ones they make, um, which I think they've actually started making IPA now, but at the time, uh, they had ventured out and made a pale ale, the Wild Hair. That gets a 30. Um, probably a little better than that because I don't usually like pale ales, but that one actually, I could drink several of those. It didn't have that edge, that a lot, that skunky edge that a lot of pale ales have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a little bit low. I don't know that I've had that one, actually. And that, then, that or the other one, the Commemorator. The one yeah, the, the Shiner 100 birthday beer, which you can't find now, I'm sure, yeah. but that's a, a Doppelbach, um, and that is a 47. I think the worst beer by far uh, that they make is the one that our friend Thomas the Tank prefers, and that is the Shiner Premium, <laughs> a.k.a. used to be the Shiner Light, although I think <laughs> they brought back Shiner Light again. I think they did. I don't know if it's the same beer or they just... But it's a light lager, so, so of it's going to suck. Because it used to be Shiner Premium. Then sometime in the 90s, I think, they went. They called it Shiner Light. And then yeah. a few years ago, they renamed it back to Shiner Premium. But then recently, when we were have, when uh, my sister-in-law was in town, um, their uncle came into town, and he brought Shiner Light again. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was wondering, did they rename the Premium back to Light again? <laughs> they it, probably did. They're probably trying to rebrand and keep, keep it fresh, quote-unquote. I guess, but I, I find that beer just... Re- revolting. No, it's it's pretty terrible. And like we said, they've done they've done some pretty terrible things um, over the years, and th- that would be in that mix. Yeah. Um, but the one we're trying today is the cold brew coffee ale. Um, this, like many of Shiner beers, does not have a very high ABV. It's five percent uh, IBU of fifteen. Um, they say it's the Shiner cold brew coffee ale for our hundred eighth birthday. We brewed up something special. Well, don't they do that every birthday? <laughs> uh, our first coffee ale. Crafted in collaboration with Austin's own uh, Chameleon Cold Brew, made with dark roasted specialty malt and Chameleon's beloved cold brewed coffee, 
I'm sure to wake up. Uh, it's sure to wake up your taste buds. Excuse me. I'm sure to wake them up too. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. But it won't be here forever. So pour yourself a fresh cup while you can. Uh, trust me, if it sells well enough, it'll be here forever. Yeah, they've done that before. Like uh, for example, the Black Lager. That was yeah. a birthday beer that is now in the variety pack yes. all the time. So. Yes, if it sells well enough, trust me, they'll capitalize on it. They're not just going to pour it down the drain forever. And why wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, so, relative to the other ratings, this one's doing pretty well. Beer Advocate's giving it an 85. Rate Beer is giving it a uh, 74 overall and a 60 in style. And Untapped, 3.72 out of 5. After we hear about the history of Shiner and Gambrinus by association, we'll take on the Cold Brew Coffee Ale from Shiner. <laughs> The Spotzel Brewery started in 1909, originally named the Shiner Brewing Association, and was founded by German and Czech immigrants who had settled around the central Texas town of Shiner. Unable to find the type of beer they had known in their homeland, they decided to brew their own. Shiner is not only the oldest brewery in Texas, it's also one of the oldest independent breweries in the United States. Herman Weiss, a Galveston native, was the first head brewer at Shiner. Shiner was originally only available in the spring. As Shiner's popularity grew, they sought a fully trained professional brewmaster to take the lead. They found one in Bavarian-born Cosmos Spetzel, a former soldier who had trained as a brewmaster in his native Germany. Part of the package that lured Spetzel to Shiner was potential ownership of the brewery. In 1914, he co-leased it with Oswald Petzold with an option to buy in 1915. He did purchase the company, giving the brewery his own name, but continuing to call the brews Shiner Beers. Today, Spetzel Brewing is owned and operated by Gambrinus Company, a San Antonio-based beer distributor. During Prohibition, Cosmos Spetzel kept the brewery afloat by selling ice and making near beer. After Prohibition, Shiner was one of only five Texas breweries left functioning. In the 70s and 80s, the breweries Shiner Premium Beer and Shiner Bach accounted for less than 1% of the Texas beer market. By 83, Spetzel produced 60,000 barrels of beer. By 1990, only 36,000. Sales improved after Gambrinus Company purchased the company in 1989. Production grew to 100,000 barrels by 94, and over the next 10 years, production nearly tripled. The company now employs 120. As of 2017, Spetzel Brewery is the 5th largest craft brewery and 10th largest overall brewery in the entire United States. Shiner's most common beers include Shiner Premium, a light blonde ale, Prickly Pear, a lager brewed with Prickly Pear Cactus, Ruby Redbird, made with grapefruit and ginger, and their flagship Shiner Bach, which constitutes 73% of production at Shiner. So the BJCP for a spice herb or vegetable beer, old pal, <laughs> which is largely variable by style yep. because this is not followed to any one category being a coffee ale. But let's go for it anyways. Overall impression should be a harmonious marriage of spices, herbs, and or vegetables and beer. Judge the beer based on the pleasantness and balance of the resulting combination. So very generic. Yeah, that is. Commercial examples include the Ale Smith Speedway Stout, the Founders Breakfast Stout, Young's Double Chocolate Stout, Bell's Java Stout, Breckenridge Vanilla Porter, and the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. So uh, what are your expectations for this beer? You know, we've had other coffee ales in the past, or like different coffee stouts, that kind of yeah. thing. Um, I would hope they'd be in the same vein, if I could remember any of those off the top of my head, uh, the same vein as those. Uh, I have had the, uh, I believe you listed the Bell's Java Stout, right? In that, Indeed I did. Uh, that one is really good. Uh, it has a nice coffee flavor to it. Um, I don't expect Shiner to be as good as Bell's, um, yeah. just based on my history. But um, I expect it to be kind of a thin, not so great, um, really heavy coffeed ale. That's kind of what I expect. I'm hoping for better than the chocolate stout that we had before. I'm expecting that I'll be disappointed. Yeah, me too. I'm expecting it'll be an average coffee ale. Nothing that's uh, going to blow my skirt. Now, the Wexford's 
you know, that one surprised us. We true. had low expectations like said, and it ended up being good. Like I said, I'm hoping to be surprised. I'm hoping to, to like this beer a lot. I'm hoping this is a rare standout from Shiner. If it's delicious, I will say it's delicious. Or okay. will you? I might not. Maybe I'm anti-Shiner. <laughs> so, the aroma. <laughs> well, let's talk about the bottle real quick, because we haven't done that in a long time. I like this bottle. I think it stands out for Shiner. Yeah, I, I think, think it's pretty cool looking. I mean, it's Shiner always has a very consistent design. It's always got that Shiner font on it. Yeah. This one in particular has a chameleon on the front. It's got some nice... Uh, tile work on like faux, obviously graphic tile work on the right. sides. Uh, kind of reminds they didn't put real tiles on there. Yeah, they didn't spend that money. It kind of reminds you of like a I don't know I didn't like a, it's like a mosaic type pattern is what it looks like. It's I think it's a cool looking little bottle. It's yeah, it's, it's good for them. It's a little specialty because it is a birthday beer. Yes. They they do a little specialty stuff on there, but um, yeah, it, it's a little bit different and I like it. And it says uh, here's to 100 years. The breast says birthday beer on it. Wouldn't it have been better to say cheers to 100 years? Uh, that would have been much better. Maybe, plus, the, maybe this is why I'm a marketing genius. It's plus fine. we're at 108, so that's true. Not even 100 years. That's true. Uh, well, they say cheers to uh, here's to 108 years. Oh, okay. I'm just saying they should have said cheers to 108 years. Yeah, that would have been better. Would have been better. Yeah, maybe a little, little yeah probes. Hey, they are German. Just put so. just put up a picture of uh, Jeff Probst. <laughs> right, exactly. That should say it all to the to their, <laughs> I agree. their customers. Yeah. Now the aroma, uh, variable by style. Oh, there the, we go. The character of the particular spices, herbs, and or vegetables should be noticeable in the aroma, but can range from subtle to aggressive. Aggressive. So it should smell like coffee. Uh, I'm smelling barely anything. Really, I'm getting a lot out of that. A little metallic, but it smells a lot like the Chameleon Coffee before. Have you had the Chameleon Coffee before? I have not. It's frequently at Untapped. They, I believe they're the ones that serve them out of uh, the tiny little Red Bull-style t- cans. Okay. Are they blue and white? Yes. Okay. Then, yes, I have had that. It, it smells a lot like that. Okay. I mean, I'm a little clogged, in fairness. I'm yeah. a little pollened up, but... Yeah. It doesn't help that you stuffed pollen directly yeah. up your nose right before we started this. All of that stuff that fell on yeah. us, I just shoved it up my face. Yeah. It's actually it actually smells and this is a weird comparison but it actually smells a little bit like a jalapeno beer. And uh, it's, yeah, it's that bit, weird yeah. translation of smell memory, you know, that it smells a little bit like the Don Jalapeno, believe it or not. A little bit. I do get the metallic and I do get some coffee, but yeah. it's not I, I don't know. I think I expect it to be a little stronger, but it's not bad. It's it smells a lot like the chameleon coffee to me. I, I think it's fine. I think it's uh, I think it's on fleek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not bad. The appearance should be variable by style. Appearance should be appropriate to the base beer being brewed in this case. This is a coffee ale. So one would expect it to be dark and sort of roasty looking. And indeed, it does dark <laughs> and roasty looking. It looks a lot like a Schreiner Bach. Uh, now that is, we have the sun instead of your one flickering light bulb, <laughs> I can definitely see through there. And uh, it definitely has a reddish. It's got red highlights. Yeah, it's got red highlights. It's, it's got a little bit of a head on it. Cop- it does definitely has red coppery highlights to it. Uh, it no poured, doubt. It poured a giant head. It was oh my god, really it was like carbonated, three qu- like three quarters of the glass. Yeah, and so we are doing so, these in shakers like they were that like they recommended. And it's not like you did a bad pour, but it exploded. The head exploded and just. It, you had a sticky counter again. It was almost like when we did the brewing that one I time. I did, yeah. The, the it was almost the same. Sticky kitchen IPA. I'm have to get rid of the kitchen again. <laughs> Do yet another remodel because <laughs> <Yeah>. of beer. <laughs> Just because of an overflow of a bomber. The amount of kitchens you go through. <clears throat> I know. That's, More than that's any, why I'm so poor. I didn't, poor as we sit in the North 40 over here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surrounded by manservants. <laughs> surrounded by garbage trucks going by. <laughs> yeah. Garbage <clears throat> trucks. That's carrying, my life. Carrying your diamonds to your vault. <laughs> right. Old Scrooge McBeer over here. <laughs> Most importantly, flavor and mouthfeel. Mouthfeel is variable by style. Mouthfeel may vary depending on the base beer selected and appropriate to that base beer. So generic. As with the aroma, the distinctive flavor character associated with the particular sh- uh, beer should be noticeable and may range in uh, f- intensity from subtle to aggressive. Oh, okay. The balance uh, of the 
spurs, the spice, the spices, the spices, herbs, and vegetables <laughs> should be balanced with the rest of the beer. Yeah, I mean, I would think that would make sense with most beers, right? I would hope so, although that's not always the case. <laughs> Things should be balanced. So do you like your coffee typically, do you like it sweeter or or more towards the black side? Do you always um, bet on black? <clears throat> well, you know, I, I like it probably a little, I would really say mine's mid-range because I get the baseline of uh, the very crafty Newman's Own Organic. Ooh, very fancy. And then I throw a little bit of... Uh, and not only that, but you have the fancy Keurig as well. Oh, yeah. So you have the, oh, yeah. the earth-destroying K-cups. <laughs> that is true. I'm filling up the landfills uh, because I drink two coffees a day, basically, so... Um, I usually like that with just a little bit of the uh, the coconut creamer and uh, you know a little bit of stevia. So I like a little bit of an edge, but I not too much. I don't like it overly sweet. So you don't fill it up with whipped cream. I don't turn it black to white. You know, it's yeah. just got a little bit of a, a haze of a little bit lighter. I, th- I think this is the foundation upon which our our friendship is laid because I'm I'm like I'm like you. I'm like I'm like our friend Travis the Viking who likes. Oh, yeah. He will nary put any sweetener in his coffee at all. No, he likes it as bitter and dark yeah, as possible. As his soul. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, as he is. Yeah. And I'm not like some of my relatives who, and others we know, that just fill it up with butterscotch and whipped cream. And my wife does that. She'll, <laughs> your she'll wife. like, you know, half coffee, yeah. half chocolate creamer. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't do that either. Yeah. So, but do you like, do you like cold-pressed coffee? Have you had a lot of cold-pressed coffee? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do enjoy it. It's definitely more raw. I think I, they always serve it generally without any sort of sweetener to it yeah. although a few of them have popped up along around whole foods that have a little bit of sweetener to them yeah. but it definitely has a different flavor profile more acidic profile than you get out of it does maybe your cup of newman's own k-cup it does it has more you know acid but yeah, it is, is it is refreshing in the summer sure so all that aside all that uh, coffee coffee talk aside that is uh, important to this beer though. how do you feel like this lines up to a cold brew coffee like you might get a you know a shelf uh, at a whole foods new year Near your, <clears throat> um, you know, it's actually it. got a little less edge than some cold brew coffee that I've had. Um, it's got some kind of, I don't even know if I'd call it sweet, but there, there's a different on, uh, I don't want to say sour because that's too far, but there's, there's just a little, oh, you're bit, right. a little bit of an edge to it that's not, uh, it's, it's borderline sour to it. There's something here that is not working. Yeah. Um, something wicked this way comes in this beer, and I think sour is about the, most appropriate succinct descriptor I can put to it in that overly long sentence. Yeah, no, there's definitely a big presence of coffee in there too. Yeah, but then whatever they did on the beer side, um, kind of messed it up. <laughs> like I feel like the co- if if Shiner had just put the cold brew coffee in there and maybe yeah. had it on just the base normal ale, um, I think it probably would have worked okay. Or just a, maybe a base stout. It's like the coffee beans were too green or something. It's yeah. a little too fresh. It's a little too. I don't know. It's just not. It's not grown up enough. It's it's a little too Lolita of coffee bean to maybe <laughs> make for this beer. This is the inappropriate. It's the inappropriate. This is the inappropriate coffee yeah, harvest. It's, it's the tween. The sexual tween coffee beer. <laughs> they ripped the bean out way too early. <laughs> <laughs> they ripped the husk right off way too soon. Yes, that tween was not ready for that <clears throat> that yes. hot brewing action. <laughs> no, it was not ready to be brewed up. Not ready to be sent into that frothy mix. Yeah, I know. Of love and ecstasy that is brewing beer. Chameleon Coffee, do you like them in general? Yeah, I do, but they're a lot more clean than this. No, I know. I was just curious if you like the baseline. Yeah, they're fine. They're... I mean, we don't get them around here outside of festivals, so yeah. as far as I know. Uh, uh, the but... times I've had them, they've been fine. I, yeah. I wouldn't say I rave about them, to be honest, but no. I think they're fine. They're fine. I, I've had definitely had better cold brew coffee, but yeah, from what, the little bit we've had in those little, those little Red Bull-style cans, it's fine. It's a nice the... pick-me-up in the middle of the day. 
They I, are better than this. It's very clean. <laughs> I will give and them I, that for I sure. agree. I don't think what we're getting here is clean. There's that, that yeah. little lead of taint to this beer that is uh, not playing well with my, my, my tongue, guys. I feel like this falls in the same big swath of what I criticized Shiner for in the beginning. I feel like their ingredients feel a little less than quality. Like there's something about them that they they feel mass produced and generic or something. I don't yeah. know what it is. But well, I mean, the fact is they're ripping these hot tween coffee beans yeah. off the vine way too soon, and they're if it's even that, or maybe it's not even the coffee side. Maybe, maybe it's something it's they did in the in the beer base. There might be something that's mixing <clears throat> not well with it. Yeah, I think it's something to do with the beer base. I mean, honestly. it is appropriate that the one of the predominant colors on this bottle is green. Yeah, I think it. I think it applies here. There's just something. It reminds me of green coffee beans. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just something about it. It's, it's sour. And it's the finish is kind of sour and dry, which is really weird to me. Like it's almost drying. Like not not oh, quite it's earthy, very, but it's, it's close. very drying. Yeah, and I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah, know? it's it sucked a lot of the moisture out of my mouth. Yeah, like the back of my tongue, I feel like is a desert desert yeah. play place now, and I'm just not I'm not. It's not what I'm looking for out of a beer. There's tiny little cacti growing in the back of my tongue as a result. Yeah, of this exactly. Beer. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan either. And like I said, there's something about this that translates to a jalapeno flavor to me, like a light, not like. It's it's not like a spicy, not a spicy a beer, but like if you were to take it's like a jalapeno with no spice, a jalapeno when you take the seeds out, yeah, like a light peppery quality to this that I don't know that is playing well. Yeah, do you get that or is it just me? I think that's the flavor that I described as sour. You're describing as the jalapeno with no spice, but it's that end flavor. Like you get the coffee up front, yeah, and then the back end has some kind of weird, uh, no real descriptive. Nature to it's almost it. like a poblano flavor to it. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. but like a bad poblano. Yeah, not, not a good poblano because no. there can be good poblano. They're very few and far between, but there are good poblanos. Yeah, yes. but this is not one of them. No, this is the hot teen poblano. <laughs> That's the poblano to avoid. That's what <laughs> yeah. you label that. This is the jailbait of poblanos. <laughs> right. I I don't know. It's definitely not know. what I expected out of this beer. That's for no, sure. no. I expected it to be like overly bitter or something. Yeah. I, I expected much more. Maybe more coffee critique. Yes. I don't know. Uh, but I think this is, to me, I know you're saying that it might be green coffee bean flavor, which I understand where you're getting that from, but I feel like the sour the sour plain jalapeno flavor that we're talking about is coming from the beer side. It, you might be right. You might absolutely be right. I mean, but we don't know. I mean, then again, we don't know what coffee beans they use for the Chameleon Red Bull cans versus what they use for this brew. I don't. I'm sure Chameleon has many beans True. upon which they roast, but uh, we don't know what that is, so... I don't know if it's the bean or the beer and the bad interaction thereof, but uh, ratings. Uh, man, this is one of the most disappointing coffee beers I've ever had. Um, and I'm just going to say that right up front. Just I, cue the sad trombone. Yeah, I mean, you know, they worked with, they finally collaborated with kind of an indie coffee house. Uh, they took big beer and tried to make it uh, kind of indie beer. And I thought maybe with this one they would spend a little more effort and um, they would try to keep the quality up. Like I said, or like we said before, we don't get this uh, we don't get this coffee house here, so we don't know what their normal quality is. But from the limited I've had, it's much better than this. Right. Um, so I'm going to blame it less on them. I'm going to blame it more on Shiner. Um, it's got a weird sour taste to it. It doesn't it doesn't taste like a very good baseline beer. I think if you took the coffee out drink this plain beer you'd be very disappointed and so based on that man shiner you're letting me down again you're my you're one of my gateways to the craft beer world you're why i podcast well not really but you're one of the original reasons why. <laughs> i'm why you podcast well yeah that's true i'm your inspiration basically 
Um, but they were one of my gateways, and it disappoints me uh, when they fail me over and over again because I, I I would love to say Shiner did something great. But so far, outside of the cheer, they haven't. And the cheer is, I would say, very good, not great. But um, that's, a, that's a separate review. But for this, man, I would never drink this again. I'm glad I didn't get like a 12-pack. I'm glad I got a bomber for $2. And um, I think that's about all it's worth. And for me, it's not lemon cruller bad, but it's bad. Sour aftertaste, drying aftertaste, nothing really good about it. Uh, Chameleon, I'm sorry, your reputation's tied to this beer uh, in some ways, unless it's your fault. <laughs> but if it's not, I'm, I'm sorry that uh, you're tied to this beer. Um, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to have to give this one a two out of five. I think I named the beer appropriately earlier. It's Lolita. It's the, the bean you shall not touch. It's disappointing to say the very least. Uh, I although my expectations were that I'd be disappointed, and that was spot on. Mine were too. I'm disappointed in Shiner. I'm disappointed at the fact that I appreciate their experimentation. I think the price value I think is great for you know for c- compared to most bombers these days. I mean, a lot of bombers you're going what ten, eleven bucks. On yeah, a bomber. in fairness, it was about three so, something, but still, it was way cheaper than price bomber. value. Okay, two three bucks, pretty good, pretty good little price for a bomber. Sure, but uh, the price reflects the quality inside the bottle. And you're getting what you paid for at $3 for a bomber. You're getting a $3 bomber of beer. <laughs> $3 and that quality. is not a good sign. I wish it were. I, I wish that, uh, I wish, I wish price were not indi- an indicator of quality, but it was. The, the sour notes, the weird, the weird fact that it translates, it tastes a lot like the Don Jalapeno from the label, um, which I actually like, but I, it's not what I want out of a coffee beer. I think a better representation of a coffee beer is the ones we talked about before. Um, Epic's Big Bad Baptist that they did with our local roaster here, Cultivar. It's great. It was way better. Now, it was a stout, maybe a better base from which to, to make a coffee beer. Uh, maybe Bellum they, has a better coffee beer. Yes, maybe they should have done a, maybe they should have done a stout instead of an ale. Yep. Uh, I don't know that Shiner's ever done a stout, but uh, but I will they say did the chocolate stout. Oh, that well, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> exactly. Never mind the regular stout then. I right, say. right. But I think that the Big Bad Baptist with cultivar coffee was way a way better example of what a coffee beer should be like, and it was muy delicioso. Sure, uh, this is the opposite of muy delicioso. This is muy dis- disgusting. Oh, I don't know what the <laughs> Spanish word for disgusting is. Uh, it's 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 just not. I'm just so disappointed. I I don't know. I don't know that I have any other words to say. Disappointed with a capital D. It's it's with a big old D. With a big old D. It is disappointing to say the least. And I shan't be reaching for this beer ever again in my life unless I'm dying from thirst. <laughs> well, then it'll dry you out. So that's true. I reach for that's it true. And then I just might as well just die in the desert. Absolutely. Uh, so I guess I should give it a rating. Yeah, uh, probably. Rating, I'm right there with you. Uh, two out of five, giving us a final extremely disappointing score. Shiner, you let us down once again. Final score of two out of five. <sighs> so sad. Well, thanks for listening to yet another episode of the Brew Bloods. Uh, thanks to uh, everyone who listens to the show. If you are subscribed to the show, we really appreciate it. Unless Shiner listens. Then Unless no thanks to you. Yeah, they're never going to have us on the no, show. No, they won't. They'll never, they, if they see us coming at the brewery, <laughs> they will we're sick. Probably, we're probably banned from the entire city. Yeah, they'll probably sick. They'll hire the Prairie Artisan Assassins. Yes. Is, as, a, as a team to come after <laughs> us as well for that. 
Uh, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. If you have a friend that enjoys beer and podcasting and listening to things, then uh, point them our way. Just send them to brewbloods.net and all the links to subscribe to the show are on that page. Check us on all the social networks on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have feedback on the show, you can uh, call us at 469-573-BEER. That's 469-573-2337. You can also or, go to the subreddit, right? Or you can do that as well, reddit.com slash r slash brewbloods. Or you can email us at brewbloodsshow at gmail.com. That's brewbloodsshow at gmail.com. And if you don't want to leave, call and leave a voicemail, you can always uh, record something on your phone and email it to us. Uh, you can always email us a comment. We'll certainly put it down in there. If anyone's interested in doing a beer exchange, we'll do a beer exchange. Uh, we'll, we'll send you some Shiner cold brew coffee. <laughs> yeah. We'll send you a, we'll send you a $3 bottle of... Uh, <laughs> You can feel free to smash it on your, your best friend's head. Yes, exactly. We'll it's get you that, that in a lemon cruller. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll send you the, the value variety pack. We'll, maybe right. we'll find an old chocolate uh, birthday stout and we'll send that oh, to you as well. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it ages better than original. <laughs> so, I doubt it. I doubt it as well. So for Dustin, I'm Mark. From Mark, I'm Dustin. Probst. Probst. Probst.